I'm screwed. I'm going to embarrass the entire Ramily, as we're called, the Ram family. Oh, I hate the that so much. Oh, the Ramily. So much. <laughs> famous long snapper podcast i am adam welcoming you as as always nearly always um very much always to be honest uh pat is here why do i even bother with an introduction it never <laughs> got to start somewhere it never lands <laughs> hi adam that was very smooth well done mate thank you um i'm not doing it again um rich is here hi rich how are you all right i'm good how are you mate yeah very, very well thank you uh craig is here hi craig not here <laughs> shock <laughs> hasn't done his quiz for yet another week i don't think he even came up with an excuse he's not even bothered bothering to come up with elaborate creative reasons why he's not here the disrespect um, i know i know but we've got we've got we've got an upgrade on craig um we've got a guest i don't know when the last time we had a guest was uh, <laughs> gem- generally last week, me and pat well, oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, something like that. Normally, when we have a guest on, they become part of the fabric of this podcast and can never leave. Um, but in this case, well, I mean, that might happen. Who knows? Um, Pat, you had an AOB a couple of weeks ago, um, and in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take the introduction from here. All right. Well, joining us from the WinFL show the Outerist Hebridiest's most uh, popular NFL podcast, is Mr. Uh, Stoneaway Boy himself, David Somerville. Thank you for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. But uh, yeah, big fan of your podcast. And yeah, coming here from the Western Isles where it gets dark at four o'clock now. So yeah, <laughs> it's very dark times up here. Yeah, but you know, in, in June, the sunrise is waking you up at 2 a.m. So you've got that as well. Not, not very familiar with this sun thing. It's, <laughs> it's been a while since I've seen that as well. But yeah, no, thanks for having me completely, guys. Um, what's the, if you're the best NFL podcast in the Outer Hebrides, which one's the worst? Uh, see, not everyone wants to focus on the downside of life. Look, all I'm going to say is we're the best. We don't need to go further on that sentence. We, we may be the only one within the Western Isles. That's why we are the WinFL. We are the Western Isles NFL show. But yeah, we're, we've, been, we've been doing this since uh, the Super Bowl uh, at the end of last season and having so much fun. We're getting a growing community, and we may be the best podcast in the Western Isles. We may be the worst podcast in the Western Isles, but at the same time, we're having the most fun in the Western Isles. So, yeah, it's been a pleasure. You are a podcast in the Western Isles. We are a podcast in all over the place. Um, <laughs> we don't really have an identity. and We call ourselves a long snapper podcast. We never talk about long snappers. Um, I mean, ever, really. Well, the, the most underrated position, I'd say. Uh, how how much do well, we saw it in the last couple of weeks? How important long snappers are. So your podcast has just doubled in rating and necessity <laughs> yeah. in life. Yeah, it, take, it takes matter. one to get hurt to realise that. <laughs> yeah, um, long snappers are taken for granted. We'll say that. Um, but obviously, not much. Not much is going to change um, with Dave here. Although I have written a quiz, which 
is for you, ultimately. Um, oh. You are, um, I was going to say for your sins, but a certain English, Scottish, British football related podcast has made that phrase unusable. Um, <laughs> but you are an LA Rams fan. I am indeed. Yeah. And so off air, you were saying around the sort of turn of the century, you became a, a fan. So when they won the Super Bowl, you presumably jumped on the, the glory of the Dick Vermeil um, train. Um, I don't want to talk about that game in any way for <laughs> obvious reasons, um, but around that time. Yeah. So um, I think the majestic show of uh, Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk, Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce just lighting up the league, the, the league completely. That's what really got me into the NFL. So I was only about eight, nine years old when this happened. But at the same time, it in, introduced me to the league. I, I, from then, I've suffered a little bit. I had to suffer Jeff Fisher for years and years. Whoa, 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 whoa. I won't have any Jeff, Jeff oh, Fisher. Oh, look, look the, in a two-team league, the guy, guy could still get nine and eight. So, you know, that, <laughs> that's exactly what the kind of the... The, shall we say the impact Jeff Fisher bought, brought to the well, I mean the St. Louis Rams at the time. But um, yeah, that was my introduction to the league and a lot of 49er bashing, uh, a lot of Seahawk hating and just having sympathy laughs at the cards expenses. So the so the Cardinals are the NFC West equivalent of the Jags is what you're saying, more hey, or less. Hey, oh, top of the division. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, everyone hates the Seahawks apart from the Seahawks. I mean, at this point, the Seahawks are turning on Pete Carroll this season just to get him into retirement finally. But uh, yeah, I, I'd say the cards are just a sympathy act. Um, I think the Texans are probably <laughs> taking over from the Jags this year. Yeah, I think you just... could be right. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think I, I see them that way. That, that, that implies some sort of level of affection, and we can't have that. <laughs> Um, There's never affection in your division. There's affection no. outside it. Um, I don't know that anyone's affectionate about the uh, Cardinals because mostly because they should be a lot better than they are, rather than because they're just a bit adorable and shambolic. I mean that that I've written the one sentence preview almost saying those words weirdly <laughs> <laughs> about their game. Um, yeah, do, do you know what? It's a in Titans fandom, in Titans circles, there are a lot of fans that hate the Rams because just literally because they beat us in the Super Bowl, um, and no other productive reason. Um, I I hear you talk about Folk, um, Kurt Warner, um, Tory Holt in that affectionate way. They were a phenomenal team to watch yeah. in that era, and I completely I completely get it. I don't, I don't hate the Rams at all. I've never have really. It just, you don't ever. It's a, obviously a team from a different conference. You're going to face in the Super Bowl anyway, who you don't often play. It's just how, just how it goes. And they you know, deserve that, deserve that title. I'm going to say that. I'm going to be vilified for that. But um, what the hell? I think we, I think we've done you a favour in this off season. You've, you've taken Robbie Trees, Robert Woods, uh, off of us, uh, and. Yeah, well, I mean, we we kind of upgraded. Um, we we already had Cooper Cup. Uh, we've got Alan Robinson. He just hasn't really shown up quite yet, and hopefully we'll have OBJ very very soon. I hope though, although my faith in that is waning very <laughs> very fast. Yeah, it's a t tricky coming off off those injuries, but Bob Bobby Trees looks like he's recovered brilliantly from his. Um, yeah, I'm 
I'm thrilled with that. Um, the biggest now that, baby. Now that the Titans' offense has actually schemed him into the uh, into the whole thing. Well, only in the first half of games, it would seem. <laughs> uh, but we, oh, I, don't, I don't want to come to that. We <laughs> we. <laughs> Uh, the biggest favor you did us, though, was actually in 2016 in giving us um, Derek Henry and all sorts of other glorious picks um, for, for Jared Goff. Um, so thank you for that. Look, this is the, I, I think we're still scarred from that draft. Uh, I, I think this is why we treat draft pick like poker chips. They just kind of get thrown into the middle. We, we don't, yeah, take that one. Yeah, that one's fine. Yeah, we, look, we go for proven nfl quality I'm, I'm sticking to that argument whether anyone can prove me wrong is another matter but i'm sticking <laughs> to my argument whether we like it or not well it got you a super bowl ring so it's a pretty yes. compelling argument to be fair it works until half of the league is trying to do it and then it will stop working but if you're the only team really trying for it it can work well go back to 2018 the mcveigh effect when everyone sort of had a look and thought, should we do this? You had 31 other teams trying to think, is this the way forward? So, well, okay, maybe 30. I mean, the 49ers just, they, they've got their Shanahan. <laughs> they just carried they just carried on from before just with a, a, a younger version of what they had, well, what, what was in the league previously. But yeah, we, they, we did well. We got a bit of a slight knockback in the Super Bowl um, where we were very outcoached and we were, Jared, Jared Goff, well, it didn't quite peak maybe the game before he peaked but then he fell off Everest at that point head first kicking and screaming and that was the end of Jared Goff to me you got you got belly checked basically and uh, yeah it's it that was <laughs> a horrible all been there, let's be honest yeah we've all been there um oh by the way I love the shade you're throwing at the Niners um, normally Rich doesn't get that just because we don't care um, but it's nice to have someone on that actually hates them um, which is refreshing <laughs> um, uh, Rich's face there is like how do I deal with this <laughs> I'm just... just enjoying it at the moment it's, uh, there'll, there'll be there'll be some vengeance later on I'm sure it's, it's just a dirty outfit that's all it is you know they go, you go, just, that, that's all it is Oh man, I love the fact that you're giving me shade when the the Rams kit has been terrible for years. It's only just about half decent now. I I would take. You mean you our... don't like a little sticker on the shoulder with the name on, just to make sure everyone knows? <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of. Uh, the, I can't believe it's on butter packets. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got to be honest. If you're going to pick on something to be anti Niners about the red and gold classic uniforms, you're going to struggle to uh, to sell me on that being shit. If I'm honest. Uh, no, the dirt, the dirty pads. See, we we, we have kind of uh, you know a beautiful Tuesday Wednesday morning piss on our on our uh, trousers, whereas you have like kind of sa- Sunday after the Saturday night kind of you've had a far, a few too many curries and a few too many drinks kind of tone of <laughs> of bottom so yeah maybe maybe that maybe that's what it is or it, it could just be i don't know they're just, just they're decades too close. of hate it's just decades yeah. of hatred isn't it yeah building up it's, it's, not, it's weird not one because thing for me because i only really got into the nfl when i started going to the states in 2011 2012 and spending time in in the bay area so obviously just randomly picked the niners because it was that or the raiders and i went to a raiders game and decided i was going to be a niners fan um and uh and the thing was that that was the point where well for the first year seattle were terrible but second year onwards they were great and the rams were just sort of this 
plodding along in the wilderness, not really doing much Jeff franchise Fisher. at the time. Yeah, Jeff Fisher. <laughs> that's is. it. That's it. Yeah. You know, it was it was always fun to just laugh at the uh, seven and nine bullshit. Um, and it's only really been since McVeigh's come in that there's been much animosity there. But there's I've got so much more hatred for the Seahawks. Yeah. I could understand that. I think. Oh, we're arguing about uniforms uh, sort of 10 minutes into this. Yeah, um, you bloody love that, Adam. This, I do, I do. <laughs> um, it's hard to argue with actually either of those uniforms, although I'm not sure they've in, the Rams have improved them with the, the redesign. But they, anyway, we should we we need to move on. Um, I have this I have this aforementioned quiz. Uh, Dave, you're going to take on Rich and Pat, but, I mean, really, it's you. Um, how, how this is going to work... Um, I've got some lists of stuff, lists of stuff, I should say, um, and you need to name as, as many as you can. When I tell you what each list is, you're going to need to tell me how many you think you can name. Now, if you name that many, you'll score that many points, but if you fail at any point or you get one wrong, um, the Richard Pat can steal by getting one correct answer. Oh. Um, even if you get them all correct they can still steal if they can name a correct answer so that should incentivize you to go for a few more um, rather than less if you were just to thinking about playing this negatively Um, the first yeah I I don't know how this is going to (laughs) go like anything we do Um, (laughs) your, your first list is the cities that the Rams in their history have played against the New England Patriots in um, and it may astonish you or listeners or Rich or Pat to know that there are six of those uh, that we were as Rams the, as as Rams um, so the Rams have played the Patriots in six different cities in their history um, so well how, how many um, are you going to try and name I'll go for uh, safe three Okay. Um, well, what are your three? Uh, well, LA, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, St. Louis. Yeah. I had one. Uh, I'm, I'm lumped for technicality's sake. I'm, these are metropolitan areas, so I'm lumping Anaheim or Inglewood as LA. You can't add that <laughs> twice if that's what you're thinking. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you may have read my mind there. Um, I, I, I mean,. Uh, oh, I'm struggling. Um, where we we played? Did we play them in New Mexico? Uh, um, I sh- I'm going to help you. Okay, to help by me. Pointing yes. out that this could equally on the road is a valid answer. Oh, uh, but yeah, but we also played them in the Super Bowl. Uh, played them at the Dome. Um, I I, I want to say Dallas. Did we? Dallas. I want to say Dallas as we play. We did we play them at? No, we didn't. No. Okay, I, I've got I've got two right. You've, yeah, you got you got two. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that go. Yeah. Just just because you knew here. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna. So your third answer is. <laughs> oh, I've got blank. <laughs> You're not forcing him into Dallas then. No. If Mark was here, you'd get the horse noises and, and stuff like that. You know, the... Oh, yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. And then after four seconds, he'd complain about how long you were taking to think on your next question. Oh, <laughs> just. 
I. Where were rams? Uh, feel, feel well, free to pick a, what, a road venue if you wish. That they, they played the Patriots. That they played the Patriots. Sorry, yeah. so, sorry, that they played the Patriots. Uh, well, where did New England play? Why have I gone blind? <laughs> <laughs> Why have I gone blank? Oh man, my my cousin was there. Um, I'm so glad. The name with that. It's 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 incredible how often geography trips people up. It's it's not that. It's embarrassing because my family's been been to see the Patriots. <laughs> just... Dave, you have my sympathy because this is what my brain does on every single quiz every <sighs> single week. Look, I'm I'm not I'm not the best quizzer, right? I give up. But uh, where did New England play? Please, someone to put me out of my misery. This All right, I, th- I think I think Rich and Pat are going to take three points here. If they you so do I. Other, but yeah, so <laughs> I mean, we've we've got to go with Boston, right, Pat? Oh, good lord. Well, I mean, is it Boston or is it Foxborough? Foxborough's <laughs> like a fringe of Boston. Well, Adam said metropolitan areas, so feels reasonable to to go with that i'll I'll look i'll accept or i was going to accept either of those so i'm going to give you guys three points um i thought we were going to play where they played them in the patron in the super bowl yeah that's what i I remember yeah you could have had new orleans um and atlanta they played them in two super bowls i was Um, going to say that's the one i was thinking of cleveland Um, no not cleveland Um, and you could have also had um, the city of London. London. That was the and other I, game. I, I, I bet. I bet you were at that game. I put money on that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's see how much further we get with this. Right. Your next list, and there are eight names on this one. Twenty-first um, century Rams head coaches. Uh, well, Jeff Fisher, obviously. How many? How oh, many sorry. Okay, I'll go for. I'll go for four. Okay. So we've got twenty-first century. Oh shit. Uh, well, we've got Mike Martz. Yeah. We've got Jeff Fisher. Yeah. We've got Sean McVay. Yeah. And Scott Linehan. Yeah. You well, you'll get four points if. Rich and Pat can't name a fifth. I'm desperate, desperately trying to remember the name of the special teams guy who took charge in between um, McVeigh and uh, after Fisher. Is 21st century is like 2000 onwards, right? Or is that? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mike Marks was in charge then anyway, so that's not that's not going to be. You're not going to get me on the 2000 technicality, if that's what you're thinking. Got you. I think my shout would be the guy before Jeff Fisher, whose name sounds like a delicious Italian food, Spagnola. Oh. Give me a first name, Pat. Steve Spagnolo. Yeah, you, you, you get four points with that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well done. Um, you could have had Joe Vitz, oh, you said Scott Linehan, Jim Haslett. Um, I think the guy Rich might be thinking of was John Fassell. Yes. Fassell. Yeah, that's right. But weirdly, the most likable Rams coach I've uh, seen around, at least on, I think, was he on Hard Knocks? He was the special teams coach on Hard yeah, Knocks, right? Yeah, I think so, yeah, yeah. Because McVeigh kept him around for a while. All right, I'm going to give you 
a chance to win. Last question. Um, I'm going to abandon the 21st century starting quarterbacks that I had in the in the, the background here. There are astonishing 22 of those. Um, but instead, see how many 2021 regular season touchdown scorers you can name for the Rams. Um, and by touchdown scorers, I mean possessing the ball themselves with their own hands in the end zone. I don't mean throwing a pass. Um, so that could be on offense, defense or special teams. Now, there are actually only nine of them. Now, Ooh. to you could tie by getting naming seven. You could go for a win by naming eight. I think uh, eight. I will, I'll go for seven. I'll go for the tie. <laughs> I'll go for the same That's so That's oh, a typical <laughs> Ramily. Lovey Smith, I think, at this point, but just kind of double down. Um, okay, so I'll go for seven. Now, okay. from 2021, uh, so Cooper Cup, yeah. uh, Henderson, yes. uh, Cam Akers. Incorrect. <laughs> Cam Akers, no. Oh. Did he get injured too early to score a touchdown? Did he? He did not score a touchdown. Wow. Oh. Do I, can that. I keep going? Or do I, is that me uh, done? That's it. That's ah. well, if, if, Rich, if Rich and Pat can name any of the others. This is a sale. I mean, we've got to go Bobby <laughs> Trees, like. haven't we? Or yeah. Tyler Higby? What do you want to go with, Pat? There's a few options, isn't there? I think I think Woods is a good one. Higby's a good one. I think Kendall Blanton caught some touchdowns when Higby was injured because I remember him being a massive waiver wire scramble. Although whether that's the right years. I mean, are you going to show up, or do you just want to name an obvious <laughs> name and have some music? Let's go, Robert Woods. Yeah, Bobby okay, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, you could have had Sonny Michelle, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, Odell Beckham, Deshaun Jackson, Brandon Powell. Special teamer, but no, you named Cam Akers instead. That wow, does feel like Sean a stitch Jackson. up, which wasn't my intention. I was mostly <laughs> trying to stitch Richard Pat up, if I'm honest. Yes, because Deshaun Jackson he turned up and then he flounced off again before the Super Bowl, didn't he? Because he wasn't getting enough targets. It was hilarious. He had like one week where he was just the man and then didn't get much after that and then just got pissy about everything. So yeah. basically, like the rest of his career. <laughs> um, he, is he he'll turn up somewhere this year I can see it when someone gets desperate yeah, yeah. he's probably got the same agent as Antonio Brown <laughs> god can you imagine having both of them on your roster oh. can you imagine being an agent having Antonio Brown and having the time for anybody else <laughs> well yes now <laughs> true true all right, where is where is the time going? Shall we review some games? We have some one-sentence reviews for you um, to look back at week three. And let's start all the way back, Thursday Night Football and Pittsburgh 17, Cleveland 29. This was the bounce back that Cleveland needed after last week's epic loss, but forget all about that. I could watch that one-handed catch from Pickens over and over and over again. New Orleans 14, Carolina 22. LaVisca Chenault lives. <laughs> Houston 20, Chicago 23. A good Scottish phrase to describe this, shite beat the shite. <laughs> Kansas City 17, Indianapolis 20. God, the Chiefs miss Harrison Booker. <laughs> Buffalo 19, Miami 21. A wild finish to this one, including a play that Mark Sanchez is hoping might finally take some of that spotlight away from him. 
<laughs> Detroit 24, Minnesota 28. Nearly said Minneapolis. Gotta stop doing that. <laughs> Welcome back, the real Jared Goff. <laughs> Baltimore 37, New England 26. The Mac Jones injury came just too late to save New England in this one. <laughs> Cincinnati 27, New York Jets 12. Saki, come back. The Jets need you. Philadelphia 24, Washington 8. Well, Eagles fans finally love Carson Wentz. <laughs> Las Vegas 22, Tennessee 24. This was the battle to avoid being the only 0-3 team in the league. And while the Titans managed that by racking up 20, 24 first half points, their fans will be concerned about the way the second half went. It's like you've just listened to my other podcast. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville 38, LA Chargers 10. Wow, just wow. I know Herbert was hurt and Bosa left the game, but that was a proper massive win by the Jags regardless. Fully deserved. LA Rams 20, Arizona 12. Red Zone D wins the day for the improving Rams. Atlanta 27, Seattle 23. Battle of the Birds is high-flying Cal Pitts, Drake London, groaned Pete Carroll's Seattle Sea Frogs. <laughs> I love this. Uh, Green Bay 14, Tampa Bay 12. Only an idiot would have predicted an easy Tampa Bay win in this one, but then that idiot did forget that the Buccaneers were without all of their top receiving weapons. Uh, San Francisco 10, Denver 11. A punting masterclass in this one as both offences were, well, offensive. Yep. And finally, Dallas 23, New York Giants 16. Cooper Rush isn't a total liability. Who'd have thunk it? Me. There you go. <laughs> I was singing his praises a week ago. Uh, I mean, that game was, yeah, yeah, whatever. Was the Giants. Yeah, it's... The 2-0 Giants. <laughs> the 2-0 Giants. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Barkley looked good. Well, I don't want to talk about that game. Um, we want to get into some... Well, we might end up talking about it for 20 minutes. That's just how we roll sometimes. But um, unanswered questions after week three. What don't we know? Last week, we foolishly tried to decide what we changed our minds about and thought we did know. Um, <laughs> so let's just flounder around in the dark somewhere. Um I mean, Dave, as Dave, as you're here, uh, the Rams are, well, looking okay after what was a tough, tough game in week one against an excellent Buffalo Bills side. Um, the question really is, can they defend the Super Bowl title? Um, are they showing enough to be, to be convinced by that? Uh, uh, I have hope. I don't have a lot of faith. Um, I think we were very humbled going uh, in week one. But the the bills were just different. They 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 brought everything and the rest. They didn't just bring the kitchen sink. They knocked us out with it quite literally. We were lucky to be level going at half time in that week one, and then we nearly threw it away against the Falcons. So that was just I I nearly cried a lot at the end of that game. So, but uh, I think the way that we shut down. Kyler was impressive from a coaching point of view because we had a game plan to shut him down, keep him in the pocket. I think he maybe got out three times and or four times and we sacked him twice in that in that same way and that was it. So four field goals. Um we got it done on defense and Ramsey looked the Ramsey that we paid for, basically. And it's about time he showed up because obviously Pat's a big fan of Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, absolute <laughs> legend that he is. 
But uh, <laughs> about the Super Bowl, um, I, I think let's just see how the next few weeks go. Um, I'm not the most confident at the moment after what I've seen, but the defense is finally coming together. If we can get OBJ, yeah, a lot better, a lot more confident of reaching at least the, cha- the NFC Championship game. We'll see I about think one the Super Bowl. Of the- one of the biggest things in the Rams' favour is surely the fact that the NFC still isn't as strong as the AFC. I think, again, year on year, that's that's proving to be true at the moment. But the fact that the NFC West looks way weaker than I think anyone was expecting it to be. Certainly the, the Niners and the Cardinals have very much faltered to starting the uh, the year. I think both teams will come on, though. Um, uh, you know, Hopkins come, will come back to the Cardinals. Uh, who's a good player for the 49ers? Oh, I can't think of any. So, um, yeah, I, I, well, I, I would say, you know, J- Jimmy G will give them a bit of stability. Maybe, like, once he gets a few games under his belt. You'd, I, you'd I, need that two or three regular interceptions per game. You need that. I don't, I don't think Jimmy G's the issue. I, I have issues with how Kyle is Here, here we go again. Let's edit in the <laughs> clip from 2021, Rich, talking about Jimmy G. I I don't think I don't think he's he's a, he's an average quarterback. Obviously, we mm. had this discussion before. The issue for me is that we have been very very strong rushing the ball through the first three weeks, and we've done it way less than we did all of last year and the few years before. It's baffling to me that our lead rusher is getting six plus yards a game in every single game. Whoever's got the start is getting those kind of yardage. And yet we're not just continuing to try and pound it down everyone's throats. It, it feels to me like Shanahan's lost something when he lost McDaniels to Miami. And my worry is that he seems to be really struggling to call games at the moment. So well, what, I, what I would say, the, the game, the very last game of last season where the Fortnite beat the Rams, that game, we, we could not stop the run and the Fortnite the looked invincible with the run game we could not stop we didn't know where it was going and they looked like a team that were pretty much on course to wipe the rest of the nfc with that run game alone the the defense were stepping up but he seems to have shifted a lot more away from it do you think maybe it was in preparation for trey lance coming in because trey lance was more he was bigged up to be this kind of the, the savior and the next big thing in san francisco and then you kind of left gone through the bottom of the barrel and Jimmy G's popped his head out from the, from the <laughs> It's weird because the, the, the whole Lance thing, he wasn't really letting Lance throw the ball much either. It seems to be a lot of this like getting Debo on pitches and sweeps and stuff that was very effective last year, but teams seem almost expecting that mm. that's going to be the attempt to make the big play. And so teams just seem more ready for it than they have been in the past. Whereas the straight up run game is like, yeah, we're absolutely killing teams with, you know, the outside zone game that we play. It just is, it baffles me right now. Best laid plans and all that. The 49ers have planned to move move forward with Trey Lance, and that isn't happening suddenly. Um, so they're either where they were or they've stepped backwards slightly. And now, and also teams know what they're looking at. They've yeah. seen uh, it. They've I, seen I, it I, a I year love, ago. I do think there's yeah. an element of that Broncos defense is very good. They are. Well, they were too good. They have to be in that too. game. Huh? Yeah, it, there were two good defenses in that game. Defense yeah. dominated. Yeah, there were no good offense. But no. <laughs> I mean, this is the problem that Denver are facing: is that their expectation was that they'd be way more balanced than they are. But I think they can get through games with how good the defense is there. Um, I just it, 
It's more that having seen elements of the Niners game that is working extremely well and has worked really well for Shanahan in the past, I'm completely confused as to why he's not doing that. Um, I think going back to the Rams, though, I think the Rams have stayed. I mean, like you say, they got absolutely annihilated by the Bills in week one, but the Bills have shown, I mean, I know they lost this week, but that was one hell of a game that they should have won. Um, they've shown that they are capable of absolutely steamrolling teams last year and they've carried that on into this year. I think the Rams, I've said this before, they're not as good or as deep a squad this year as they were last year, but I think there's still a lot of quality there and provided you don't get too many injuries, I can see you getting to the, the playoffs, even if it's a wild card spot, but probably as division winners based as, on what we've seen so far. As we know, getting to the dance gives you such gives you a shot the super if you if you're in the divisional round of the playoffs um you're a couple of coin flip games away maybe uh, it can just take a bit of luck even if you're not necessarily the best team in the nfl you're good enough to compete with other playoff teams um, and, you know, and you know you've got a good run game there you've got two good running backs i think both acres had a question mark over him but i think he may have answered that this week um even if he can't that, play, Henderson's great. They can plug someone else in if they have to, I think, as well. Henderson's uh, a quality back, and I think yeah. he's underrated by a lot of the league. But even then, you've got you've got that run game that's decent, and then you've got the, the Cooper Cup connection. That's going to be difficult for teams to stop if you get that rolling in games. I think with, um, well, what you can say, obviously, with both the Niners coach, uh, Shanahan, and McVeigh, they come from the same school of coaching. They come from that run run fast, run hard, you know, run schemes, um, and they've been really su- successful at doing it. With the Rams, I think there's been a lot more highlight on Cooper Cup last year, OBJ as well, um, you know, that our, our past game was to be feared. This year, it, it's there's a lot more focus on it, but our run game and our offensive line have not stepped up to the plate. They, they just, they've been decimated, really. I think Andrew Whitworth is a big loss. Um, our center, uh, Brian Allen, he's kind of gone down on. Uh, I don't know if he's got an IR, but he's definitely out injured. Um, we've got Coleman Shelton in just now, who's he's done okay, he's just had a, given a, away a few penalties and things like that. But we're lacking a lot of depth in that O line, and you know, the O line again, one of the most underrated, um, sort of areas of, of, a, of an entire franchise. And if you can't protect the quarterback, if you can't get the run game going, you've got no chance. So we need we need the odd one or two more for depth. We don't have that at the moment. But with 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 someone like Matt Stafford, and I'm I'm a big fan of Matt Stafford. Um, not everybody associated with this podcast is Super Bowl, it Super may Bowl have come winning, up. Super Bowl winning Matt Stafford. Winning Matt Stafford. Yeah. Um, but, but he's he's not someone that's going to be beat a pass rush with his legs. Um, with the best will in the world. So, well, in yeah. saying that though, he it wasn't until the fourth quarter that Kyler passed him for rushing yards uh, against the Rams. Yeah. So, <laughs> it was the fourth I, quarter. He finally overtook Stafford. You know? I think that says more about how you contained Murray than yeah, yeah. Stafford's legs, though. And and this is the thing about the the Cardinals is, I just think that the coaching there is not up to scratch. You they never seem to have more than one way to attack a team and if they can't do that then they're they're stuck for ideas and and this is the this is the question for the rams is 
how good are the Cardinals? Because they're a decent side, you look great. If they're a terrible side, you've only beaten them and the Falcons. True, but I, in the words of Sean McVay, Cliff Kingsbury doesn't know shit about us. So, you, you know, that, that, that's... Uh, I, you I can remember, stop before at us. <laughs> just, well, fair enough. But wasn't there... I think it was the middle of last season. Or, or sorry, the middle of the off-season. There was PFF rankings, uh, ranking the head coaches. Where Sean McVay didn't appear in the top 10, but Cliff Kingsbury was fourth. And I mean, we brought this on our podcast, and I thought... What we just start, we all just started laughing when Cliff Kingsbury just popped up out of nowhere. It's ridiculous. I've, I've seen some PFF seem to be getting too clever for their own good at the moment. Some of their modeling is taking some some stuff that probably shouldn't be extrapolated and extrapolating Drugs. it wildly. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah just uh, prohibited substances. The I mean, I, I watching when you watch Red Zone and the early games, there are eight and nine of them, and you see highlights, but you don't necessarily get a sense of how games are going. With the late window, when they're three or four, you kind of feel that you've got a handle on what's going on in each of the games. And from what I saw of the the Rams-Cardinals game, it was that the Cardinals weren't winning it at any point. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was comfortable um, all right throughout, really. And it, yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure I've got a, a feel of... I think the Cardinals are just sort of disappointing again. Maybe when Hopkins comes back, that changes. I don't, I don't know, but it, it did look um, I think comfortable they need, for you. Yeah, they need more options in Hollywood Brown. Uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah, because he was just... He was targeted was maybe 15, 16 times in the game and he completed 14 or 15, but they need some more options than that. We just couldn't contain them because we had Ramsey on Ertz most of the time uh, and we completely nullified their tight ends option with Ramsey. So Ramsey uh, sounds, it's a word a bit like Spursy. Spursy. It? <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it sounds also quite close to legend, but you know, we'll, 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 we'll go by, we'll, we'll go by Ramsey instead. But yeah, I, I mean, the, the, the defense won that game for us. The, there's just no question about it. We, we kept them in the pocket. You keep Kyler in the pocket, ah, game over. Okay, the Denver Broncos. What? I mean, I don't, I don't really want to dwell on Sunday night football more. Other than, by the way, I want to talk about how the the best thing that happened to the Niners was Jimmy G getting away without with with not throwing a pick six because he stepped out of the back of Zen Zone. There we go. Well, Let's laugh at that and move the, very quickly on. The very, the very worst thing that happened on that play was Trent Williams getting injured. So you know. That says a lot um, more in terms yeah, of okay. how I rate quality of those players. I mean, you can't you can't blame Jimmy G not knowing where his end zone ends on that. By the way, Dan Orlovsky, if anyone hasn't seen, um, <laughs> his Twitter response to that happening was incredible. Very similar to Mark Sanchez. Oh, it's happened to someone else. I can laugh about it now. Um, but yeah, the Denver, the Denver Broncos looked atrocious. They put together one good drive. Um, and yeah, Russell Wilson, you can punt 11 times and score one touchdown. Um, it doesn't mean that everything is rosy. <laughs> it's may, maybe, like, the question is, are they just going to take time to click and will click? Or is it just a bit more abundant in Denver, given I, all that talent? I wonder whether it's the coaching again. And that might be one of two angles. It might be that the coaching is decent but they just haven't got the schemes in place and they haven't got everything working as smoothly as they want it to or if you're a broncos fan as far as i can tell it's that 
Hackett is an absolute chump and they already want a change of head coach. I don't think that would solve everything, though, because the weirdest thing has been how indecisive Russell Wilson's looked and how, you know, he's missing throws that you'd think he'd make. He's missing wide open targets that you think he should be seeing. And when he's running it, he's looking pretty indecisive and not making the yardage that he would have made, you know, three, four years ago, earlier in his career. And maybe that's just the new surroundings. He's finding it difficult to get comfortable in them, but it's, he's having to build from a lower base than I expected he'd be having to build from based on what we've seen earlier from him in his career. You thought he's slotting into a team that has excellent weapons around him, so it shouldn't take that long to look like a better functioning offence than it is. He doesn't look like a man who's just been paid a quarter of a billion dollars. He, he looks unhappy, really unhappy there. Um, now, my we're on our podcast, our, our main man is a Broncos fan, and he went on a rant close to one hour after the first week. Now, the second week, we trimmed him down to about 20 minutes. He wants you need to, you need to stamp all over that and deal with it. You oh, can't, you can't oh, oh, I absolutely. Mean, it's, it's... We live in his world, okay? So, he wants Hackett gone now. He doesn't think Hackett is good enough for a head coaching position. He thinks his time management, his coaching decisions have been all wrong. And Russell Wilson's face is just tripping him up. It's that bad. So there's something, something has to change because the Broncos are in trouble. We've had three weeks. I love the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 we, we will see. I don't, I don't think any of, us, any of us really know, but things not in any way bright in Denver, are they? Um, I, I think there's an element. One thing that I did notice was that they weren't rolling him out of the pocket very much, which was a weird thing, given, given how much he played off schedule in Seattle. And the fact that if you, you know, you get him to roll out to the left, roll out to the right, find a receiver, give him a bit of time to make those throws. Denver just aren't doing that at all. As far as I can tell, they're expecting to just sit in the pocket and do things. And that is not a very Russell Wilson way of approaching life. And if, as you say, you've paid a guy a quarter of a million dollars, surely you want to do that in a way that actually works for him. And it looks like Russ might have just joined us and I suspect he might have opinions. Wait, talk, talking about talking about my guy. Um, Are you just randomly dropping in? You weren't even invited. I know, <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what is this? <laughs> I now realise that sharing, sharing the link to the call in the WhatsApp is, is <laughs> full of problems. <laughs> fraught, fraught with danger. And I've, I've just realised my, my camera's not working either. So, you know, you can't even see Thank me. Thank God. Which is, yeah. I that mean, is a shame. And Russ, as a, as a lifelong Denver fan, um, you've yeah. got two minutes. Go. Well... I could, I couldn't be more disappointed in in the start of the season. This the off season, the the moves that Denver made, the the pieces that they put in place, um, bringing in bringing in Russ, I thought was going to be like the missing link. Having two years of Drew Locke for Denver must have been, you know, almost an abomination. Bringing in Russell Wilson, they must have thought, yes, we're going somewhere now. We've got Judy. Um, I know Patrick's. Um, Tim Patrick's been out injured, but you know, they're just not going anywhere. And what's worse is there isn't even really any signs of life. It's mm-hmm. really, really strange. Like the, there isn't even any green shoots where you can say, "Oh yeah, it's still bedding in, learning the offense, new coaching team, new new setup, whatever." 
there is absolutely, from what I can see, no positives in that Denver offense at the moment whatsoever. And I didn't think I'd be saying that three weeks in. Well, the, the biggest, uh, uh, I, we were talking about this before you jumped on, the biggest uh, positive is the defense, which is going to keep them in games long enough, potentially. Well, yeah, look, or, they're two and one. Know, the, odd, right? the odd drive to get home and then, then you you get that win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've yeah. got they've got a winning record with that horrible looking offense. That says how good the how good the defense has been. But they need to be better in that division. Like, they, there's no well, way they're going to get out of the, the the division playing the way they're playing and just relying on the defense. Funny you should say that. Um, <laughs> that sort of brings me neatly onto the next question: Is the AFC South actually better than the overhyped AFC West? <laughs> considering that. They had three three matchups at the weekend, and all of them went the AFC South's way. Um, Pat, I think you're the you're the man to ask. <laughs> you're the place to go here. And to be fair, I was pretty bricking it about that um, fixture draw at the start of the season because you look at that, particularly look at that as one of the AFC South's uh, historically less high quality franchises. Let's sugarcoat it that way. So I went into this fixture expecting to. Lose but not look horrific, and we stomped on the charges, and it was a beautiful, beautiful evening um, of uh, unexpected joy. I think it comes down to who's pass rush wins this fixture, and um, we kept Bosa and Mac very quiet whilst putting Herbert under lots of pressure, and part of that was down to Herbert not being as mobile as usual. Most of it was down to the fact that our defensive line has vastly improved from last year, and that was enough. We injured Bosa, which helped. He injured himself with his massive dick. <laughs> Quite literally. Yep. <laughs> that, but it wasn't skanking a a twelve ten sort of while not playing very well, and the other team absolutely shitting the bed. This was a dominant victory. With the this... highest scores in the in the sport that weekend i don't think that's ever happened before not since we retired dan marino and put a 60 burger on uh, miami <laughs> that pops into my head too <laughs> and that the, doesn't count because there's only half the number of teams playing the thing that struck me was this jags defense looks i mean i don't know that it's quite as good as that one from a few years back but it's not far off it looks pretty good that that additional pass rush and you know you've got you've got quality. It looks like in the linebacking core, um, that there just seems to be. There's that thing where the the defense just seems to know its job and is just getting on with it in a way that makes you feel confident that they'll they'll just keep doing that. Yeah, the biggest weakness is in the secondary, and so far the pass which has been sufficient to stop people exploiting that too much apart from a little bit of Carson Wentz as we saw in week one. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say quite comfortably of the three AFC South victories the the Jags look well obviously that's the most impressive victory the manner of it but they look the the best team of the three um, and the the Colts by I mean I didn't see much of that game but by all accounts weren't good against the Chiefs. Seems like a bit of a weird one. Um, they like stuck how around. Nobody, nobody's really sure how the Chiefs lost that game. Um, but lose it, lose it they did somehow. Maybe maybe they just had an off day. Um, it, this what didn't seem to be uh, the Colts are 
suddenly turn things around sort of win. This was a what on earth happened kind of win. Yeah, they left for 24 seconds of the second half, but it was the right 24 seconds to choose. Well, the Colts looked, yeah. the Colts to me looked like bits and pieces clicked in that in that second half. They they there were almost a little bit signs of life, and the Chiefs looked like they there was almost that slight arrogance. And yeah, it's fine. We've got this covered feeling that all of a sudden you 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 realise you're about to lose and you can't stop the momentum. But well, the enemy and Mahomes were arguing, weren't they? And Andy Reid stepping in—that's yeah. not a good look. No. Um, and and they screwed yeah. themselves with that trick play instead of taking a field goal, which got was botched and didn't lead to anything good, and then lost by three points. And you're like, well, you know, help yourselves out. Yeah, they'll be all right though. I, I, the, the interesting ones, the Colts, in terms of whether that gives them a significant amount of confidence now that they've got that win under their belts or whether they see it as we sort of just fluke that one. Um, to sort of bring this back to the AFC West, the the Raiders are 0-3. Now, in a much hyped division, the Raiders may be the least fancied of the four, not necessarily by everybody, but um, they've looked all right in patches, but they haven't won any games. Um how how are how are things looking? I mean, not many teams make the playoffs from zero and three, and if the AFC West does sort itself out, it's impossible. You would think. Um, not a good start for Josh McDaniels down there. And I said earlier in the season they bought themselves a big, shiny, expensive car, and they don't know how to drive it. And uh, so it seems to be proving this one was a struggle with uh, Darren Waller dropping balls uncharacteristically and costing them points and. Devontae Adams being targeted less than you'd expect. Their run game is well. There's a there's a valid suspect. reason for that, which uh, is the Titans secondary. Um, they were just they were just throwing at Terence Mitchell, and it just happened to be Matt Collins that benefited. I don't think that was <laughs> yeah. a slight on Devontae Adams. That was actually a plus for the Raiders. <laughs> you you, you could argue that the Raiders they've lost their opening three games all all by one score. So they've been in one score game. So they've not they've not lost heavily. They've not been they've they've scored, you know, they've yeah. no, 24-19, 23-29, 24-22. So it's not like they're not scoring points. You could argue that defensively they're a little bit frail and they're and they're struggling to keep teams out, but they're not being blown out of the water. So they're you, not they they look they look more they look serviceable. Than they, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they, they look like a serviceable team. And, and you know, do you remember a couple of seasons ago where they, they went and beat, they, I think they beat the, the Chiefs in a big shootout win. It was like 44-42 or something. It was, it was mm. a big old score. But I think, I think, that, I think the, the Raiders will be all right. I think they did. They, once they pick up a victory, you, re, you remember how to win. Whether they can get out of the division remains to be seen. But if they can keep positively, they keep scoring points. So if they've got if they've got a way to score points and can plug the gaps, then I think they'll be they'll be fine. I don't think the loss against the Chargers was necessarily that's not a bad loss for me. I mean the Chargers that's pre their injuries. 
And the loss against the Titans, yeah, the first half was pretty dreadful, but they came back strongly. And if they took that two extra time, if they get that two-point conversion, take it to extra time, I think they win that because they've got all the momentum and the Titans have done nothing in the second half. It's oh, the loss against yeah. It's yeah. the loss against the Cardinals that's the worst. The, pro- the, the Raiders, the, the problem with the Raiders, too much had to go their way. They had right. to. They had to get the two point conversion. But I they don't think they're a bad. I don't think they're a terrible no. franchise. I think they'll be all right. But I, I don't see them getting much beyond five hundred, and that's not enough to get them out of that division. No, and they bear in mind that that Cardinals, that Cardinals defeat was an was an overtime defeat as well. You know, they they lost that fourth quarter, sixteen nil, and and that's blowing and, a big lead in that it game. It is as blowing well. a big lead in that game. Yeah. And that's what I mean. That that final yeah. quarter against against Arizona really cost them. Just Arizona are shit, so you don't want to lose to them. <laughs> um, D- Dave, who's who's coming out of the AFC West, and how many teams? I'll throw I mean, that question at you. I think one one thing that I, I I had discussions with this with people before. I think aside from Andy Reid, there's questions around all three head coaches at the other teams. So look at the game against the Jags. They were risking their entire season. They, they, that if Herbert got re-injured for one game, they risked their entire season and they lost the game. Herbert could have come away with more uh, damage, got questions in the entire off-season, uh, things with the Raiders. I won't go into any of the details, but the Raiders had uh, up, like not even a roller coaster up and down season. It was even worse than that. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and the, the Broncos, I mean, Hackett just doesn't know how to coach. So I think there's questions about all of them, except from Andy Reid. So for that reason alone, I've got faith in Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, I and mean, we know what he can do. So if, if it's not the Chiefs, I would be very surprised at this stage. I think we a lot of us had similar vibes, didn't we? Just just you trust you trust the Chiefs to get it done, even without Tyreek Hill and without as many shiny pieces. Um, that that's the thing, isn't it? Outside of outside of Mahomes and Kelsey, that offense. I mean, Juju's not looked much like it. Edward Hilaire, McKinnon. It's all a bit meh. Whereas you look around the other the other teams in that division, you know, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy. You know, you just you just think that there's so much talent. Probably more talent on the rosters of the other teams. But as you've hit on there, Dave, the, the coaching is just not up to standard. And the level, I mean, Kelsey and Mahomes as two individuals are far better than the other individuals across those other teams. But it's just those two with Andy Reid that just elevates them even further. The, the other guys could have all the players in the world, but if the coaching's that, when the coaching's that bad, they're, they're going to struggle. Yeah, I'm. I'm still not sure I'm going to rule the Broncos out yet. I think that's a that's a roster that's got so much talent that it can potentially overcome some of the coaching deficiencies. And I think that they will gel more and more across the season. Whether it's whether it's too late to win the division, I think they can still potentially get a wild card. The one for well, me yeah, but the thing in their favour is, is they've the, won a they've won a couple of games, haven't they? Right. While looking terrible, so that that in itself, right. But the Chargers are, it's the typical Chargers thing of this time in, 
every other season they shoot themselves in the foot and the seasons that they don't shoot themselves in the foot, they have a bunch of injuries. And this year they've got the injuries. You've already seen, you know, Bosa's gone down. It looks like he's going to be out for several weeks. Herbert's got the rib injury. You know, they've, they've lost um, uh, Allen for a couple of games with that hamstring. And hamstrings are always a worry because you never, wor- you never know how well they'll heal, whether they're going to keep coming back. You know, if you're losing your number one target like that, that's a, that's a big concern. The Chargers, for me, if they can get injury-free over, you know, the majority of the rest of the season, I think they can push the Chiefs hard, but I just don't know if they'll be able to do that. They just look like one of those sides that's going to have injury bug all year long. Okay. We don't really know the answer to any of these questions, so we're just going to move <laughs> on. Um, all right. What was what was funnier? A butt punt or Ken Dorsey losing his absolute <laughs> shit in the in the booth thing that they have for those uh, the coordinators that are too lazy to stand on the sidelines. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that necessarily warrants any serious debate, but what, I mean, what a game that was, by the way. Um, but those highlights are going to stick, stick with me forever, uh, particularly the butt punt. Oh, the butt in punt was sense, fantastic. In a sense, the butt punt might have helped them because it cost them two points, but it bought them field position and they could kick it deeper for the Bills to hold them away from field goal range. So, Pat, I mean, that... Pat sounds like he's got a Pat, voice you, box going on. Yeah, have you have you stepped inside a Pringles tube? Sorry. <laughs> he's the guy He's the guy on off Alan Partridge that suddenly has a voice box <laughs> at the bar. And... <laughs> what happened was it's the man on the left and changed which microphone it was picking up from. Sorry. Um... <laughs> Not, not that we, not that we want to laugh at people with no vocal cords. <laughs> Doc, doctor, doctor, no, doctor, no vocal cords. It's <laughs> coming straight for us. Um, I can't remember what you said then. Oh, we're talking about the, the Bills and, and the Dolphins. Is that right? Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't really, I don't really want to talk about the Bills because we hear enough about them yeah. in general. It was, it was a great but... game. I must admit, it was a really good game and two really good teams. And. For all for all of the the quality that the Bills have, um, Miami matched them. I think they pretty much matched them all the way. Uh, I can. Mark's just going to be shouting when he's listening. Oh, but injuries, injuries, injuries. Oh, yeah, oh, teams get injuries. Mark, oh, deal with it. Oh, sitting in the sunshine all afternoon. Oh, did you <laughs> oh, see? Fuck did off. You, did you see that Bills fan who posted yeah. a? moaning tweet about it being unfair that their yeah. team had to be in the sunshine while Miami are in the shade. Um, it's almost like someone would have come up with a name for that kind of thing. Like some <laughs> something that tells you how how you gain an advantage by being in your own stadium? I get the, the own should, stadium advantage? Sort of I don't know. That. Yeah. I, yeah. I, also, I also get a little bit annoyed. These are elite, elite level athletes that will have seen the coaches and the nutritionists would have seen the weather forecasts well in advance, right? Uh, you Cram- don't need to see a weather forecast. It's Miami. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be hot. Gonna it's going to be, be like over <laughs> 100 degrees, right? Oh, yeah, but they're also really tired and they're really dehydrated and they're cramping up. Drink more fucking fluids then. Oh, well, Ty- Tyreek Hill, he was on a drip at halftime. They're getting intravenous fluids <laughs> during a fucking match. What the fuck? Also, you've got those fucking Mister things, and if you're worried about shade, bring some shade. 
You're a yeah. billion yeah. dollar organization. Bring some yeah. fucking shade. Go, go to the local go to home sporting bargains. goods and buy some fucking go to home gazebo. To gazebo. Yeah. To be fair, <laughs> the, bills brought, the, beach. the bills did bring plenty of shade. Um, they just didn't necessarily throw it in the right places. Uh, Oi. But... Oi. <laughs> Great chat. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was better in my head. Um, all right. Always is. Next question. I don't know how, how much discussion this generates. Um, it's quite a simple question. Is Tom Brady finished? Please no, say I yes. So. <laughs> he's never finished. He's a prick, but he's never finished. That oh, fucking it's... T-shirt that he turned up in with his own face on it and greatness lasts forever or whatever the fucking quote was. Piss off, you prick. Honestly, what a bellend. He had his face on the T- his face on one side and a cat on the other. And like he does he just just the arrogance like you can kind of you've won seven super bowls fine um but can you do it on a warm afternoon against green bay in your own stadium no as it turns out um (laughs) they have receivers out I, i i get that but that that was a bit ugly in america's game of the week it was always going to be a shit game they talked it up so much They, well, they 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 continued to try and make themselves the most popular franchise in the NFL, didn't they? Obviously, they picked up Cole, Ble- Cole Beasley now as well. <laughs> I mean, look what look what he had to do to beat the Saints. Though. You know, it it, it took so everything seems yeah. to be backhanded with Brady now. You know, it, it's there's always some sort of dirty tactic. I mean, it may, maybe he liked the kind of deflating the balls as well, and he's just kind of developed from there and not the developing his game sense but just developing his own tactics kind of thing but he lo- he looks unwell almost he, do- he doesn't, doesn't look okay he looks ill and just I lo- like i love some... that you're suggesting he's like a shoplifter that nicks one thing and then they get a taste for it and they yeah. that's all they can do from that point onwards <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's where the shoplifters putting things now that i'm really worried about that that's, what, that's how far brady's developed this i enjoyed the fact that last week he was smashing up microsoft surfaces and uh you know, getting caught with that on the sideline. And this week, the Microsoft Surface had their revenge because Rogers saw them on the big screen and saw some of the game plan on them. <laughs> so good. It's ultimately the guy's 45, right? So 95. Yeah. He may as well be at this point. And yeah, he's never, he's never, well, he's never needed to use his legs, particularly the way he plays fine. Like, I, I get that. But at some point, he's not going to be able to play the game anymore. And I was sort of, I've been saying that every year for about 10 years. But now, can it be? I mean, we, we take so, the we, you queue, You're queuing up a, a 350-yard Tom Brady throwing game this weekend, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a 20-yard the... rush in that game. It was called back for an offensive line holding penalty. But he ran from the 30 to the 50 and didn't die, which, you know, that surprised me. <laughs> I didn't see that play. I assume there was a dramatic hold to enable that to happen. But oh. yeah, um, it's like running in treacle. All right. Um, this we are going to go on very long, even for us. Um, we should preview some games. Um, Russ, you're not supposed to be here. So I don't want I'm... any. And with that in mind, I'm going anyway. So good. Anyway. <laughs> nice, nice to see you. Well, not nice to see you. I didn't see you. I heard you. Um, go well. But, um, yeah, li- likewise. <laughs> Hope more right. over went well and glad you're back, mate. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Screw it. I don't hope more over went well. Um, awful, awful people, those guys. <laughs> Except Ben, Phil, and Doug, obviously. 
Um, <laughs> right. Benefit. One sentence previews. We are going to look at week four. It feels like the season's halfway through. What? It's not halfway through. It's not even a quarter way through. That's not good maths. Week four, one sentence previews. <laughs> Miami at Cincinnati. Two high-powered offences in a mouth-watering tie on paper. So expected to finish 13-6 to Miami. Minnesota at New Orleans. First London game of the year, and it might actually be a good one. Two up and down quarterbacks, but if both are firing, it'll be good. Tennessee at Indianapolis. Both teams come into this game buoyed by wins, but both need to turn that into a streak to really show that they're back on track in the AFC South. Cleveland at Atlanta. Two run-heavy teams slog it out to get back-to-back wins. Who's going to get it? Buffalo at Baltimore. The Ravens team who are the worst in the league at defending the pass come up against one of the biggest passing threats in the league, and yet this still feels like it's going to be a tight battle. Washington at Dallas. Well, at least this one isn't on prime time, I suppose. <laughs> Seattle at Detroit. Lions prepare to annihilate Pete Carroll, assuming golf doesn't do classic golf things. There's a theme there, isn't there? <laughs> LA Chargers at Houston. Should be a get-right game for the Chargers, but Houston are a funny team. Um, I just have a weird feeling about this one. Never count your chickens. Chicago at New York Giants. I doubt we'll find out if Fields is talented while he remains in Chicago, but if he wants to feel better about things, then this in-person look at Daniel Jones might help. (laughs) Jacksonville at Philadelphia. Jags try to keep up their surprising rise against the second-best team in the NFC. New York Jets at Pittsburgh. I really want to see this game between Zach Wilson and Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Arizona. Arizona at Carolina. A repeat of the 2015 NFC Championship game, but it's the Cardinals who are the better team now and probably the more frustrating team, so they'll probably lose. New England at Green Bay. Week one is forgotten about in Lambeau, and a Patriots offense with Brian Hoyer as their starter will be about as threatening as a very small fluffy kitten that's just woken up from a nap. Axel Brian Edward Hoyer, to give his full name. Heard that today, love that. Um, Denver at Las Vegas. Mouthwatering game this one. If you'd asked me to preview it three weeks ago, um, now it's just lost in amongst the others on Red Zone somewhere. Um, Kansas City at Tampa Bay. Angry Pat Mahomes is about to take out all his anger on a 145-year-old pensioner named Tom Brady with a convincing win. It's aged 50 years in 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, LA Rams at San Francisco. Absolute LA Rams blowout. And now, it's time for our new regular feature of the show. The Long Snapper Podcast. Worst game of the week. Brought you by Ginster's Pasties. And there are some terrible-looking games, as we've just alluded to. Just dreadful. Which is which is the worst? I mean, Washington against anybody is going to be pretty bad. But Dallas, ugh. I am um, going to argue hard for the Bears and the Giants. That's that's a pretty awful game. No good, de- no good offense. Some vaguely good defense. It's it's just going to be fucking dire, isn't it? Punt, 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 punt. Interception, interception, fumble, punt. Oh, but the interceptions can be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Jets-Steelers. I mean, that's 
That's I, I think that could yeah. be entertaining. Could I, it? I don't think it'll necessarily be good, but I think it'll be entertaining. Probably if you Craig like is... really grindy football, which you know some of us do, it's, Adam it's functional at least. Whereas, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but there's there's quality to grindy football. Um, yes, but it... there, there's no quality to Joe Flacco though. That's the problem. Oh, it'll that, be it'll be Zach Wilson back. Oh, well, is it Wilson back? Yep. Well, he, yeah, he might be distracted. I, I've heard there's some nice, beautiful people in Pittsburgh, so <laughs> you never know. It's a lot of moms <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Tom Brady's grandmother, or you know, some somebody like that. Um, oh, I don't, I don't know. It's what what wins? Although I say wins. Um, <laughs> I, you know, actually, Seattle. I was going to say Seattle, Detroit <laughs> sounds bad, but Detroit are looking looking like they're. They've got yeah. signs of life. <laughs> they haven't a, got the nights to drag them down to their level this week. That'll be a dull game in terms of it'll be over very quickly, but I think you'll get some fun plays from the Lions in the meantime. The Lions don't do what they're supposed to, though, do they? It could be, you know, they won't, they won't, if they're supposed to win a game easily, they won't. Yeah. Um, what about Cardinals Panthers? That doesn't seem like a great game. Uh, Kyler Murray's always, I think, I've, so for me, it's hard to look past Washington Dallas. I just, that's a game I don't want to watch. What's fun about this is that the two games that I think we're tossing a coin over are three quarters of the NFC East and the Bears. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, all right, Dave, call it. Worst game of the week. Oh, you've got to go Bears-Giants. It, it's it's just a horrific horror. It's not so... I, I'm going to actively switch off Red Zone when that comes on. <laughs> there, there, it's just... It's that bad. I... I I feel for I know a lot of Bears fans. I feel for them, but the Giants, the Bears, it's just. I mean, there's a Scottish Gaelic word for it, and it's a off, which is pretty much translated as a colossal mess, and that's what the basically both these teams are right now. And so there's there's your word to describe the worst game of the week: a off. <laughs> it feels like the kind of game where the highlight's going to be Daniel Jones falling down after a 50-yard run before he gets to the end zone. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Um, what we need bet, is an unexpected New Jersey monsoon to make that game more entertaining. <laughs> oh, yes. That'd be or, good. Or uh, Dan Jones and Justin Fields going for a handshake and both missing. That, that, would, be, <laughs> <laughs> that would be brilliant. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right, there you go. That's the worst game of the week. Um, Steve Rains, Steve Rains, anytime touchdown corner. Um, if you're, I don't know if you're familiar with with this feature, Dave, but we we in the in the memory of Steve Rains, we we try and win some money in his in his name for a cancer charity every week. We fail every week, obviously, um, but it's the thought that counts. Um, we are going to pick a touchdown scorer scorer for each of us that matches our names. That's the I think we might have done that once before, um, but that's the, that's the theme that we're coming up with. Um, I don't know. I don't know if Pat gave you a heads up about this earlier. Um, who pick a pick a Dave or a David or a Somerville? I don't yeah, think there are any Somervilles. I, I, I don't think so. But um, uh, you know, the, obviously the go-to was David Montgomery, but he's kind of gone down. Now, the go-to uh, is that, that's the, uh, that, that, it's a slip. It's not a high bar, okay? It's, <laughs> I mean, we've got him uh, pro- probably in Joku, but at the same time, what I would say is David Long Jr. for the Rams. 
to take it into the end zone, and he's going. He's going to get the touchdown. He's going to recover a, a fumble. Aaron Donald's going to force the fumble. Off he goes into the end zone. I th- I think. Can we say Rams? Do, well, that might be Rams DST, but just for the admin. Mm-hmm. You, but yeah. you're right in the spirit of how likely we are to ever win a bet by going with that. <laughs> The last time the last time we did this was Pat called a, um, a defensive player, I forget who, in I'm week one. And the best I could get on that was to get a defensive or special teams touchdown generally in the game. So we might have to do that oh, we'll for do, that well, one. We could do, we could do that. Um, the the, the, irony, is, the irony is um, that he isn't even the best David Long in the NFL, um, <laughs> the guy you've gone for. So... <laughs> Um, what can what can we say, um, Pat? Who are you? Who are you going to pick? I mean, I was torn between Pat Mahomes rushing touchdown and Lamar Jackson rushing touchdown, or Pat Frymuth. That was suggested, but I'm going to go where uh, Lamar Jackson because he's the more likely of the three, I think. Because <laughs> that's that's what we do. Um, <laughs> I am going to imaginatively pick Adam Thielen. Um, how many Adams are there? I don't think Adam Humphreys. Um, not sure he's on the team. Um, Adam Thielen. Is Adam Humphrey still playing? I should really know that. Um, but there you go. Surely Devontae Adams wasn't too far away. <laughs> uh, That's just more of you. Yeah, but that, that he's playing in the same game as Russell Wilson, who Russell Wilson is is presumably picking. Um, so <laughs> he's, a, he's the next one. Um, Craig Edmonds is obviously going to pick Chase Edmonds uh, from Miami. Um, Mark... Mark has amusingly gone for Marquise Brown. <laughs> Despite having other better options. Despite well. having, say, Mark Andrews or <laughs> other Marks. Um, but yeah, I like that. Marquise Brown and Rich. I I have the worst possible of options because the only Rich-ish option You can go for I a Roy on... or a Hodgson if you need to. Oi, piss off. <laughs> I don't think that helps either. <laughs> <laughs> the the only one that I can get close to on is Richie James, and he's playing in what we've already discussed oh, is no. the worst game of the week. Uh, and so the other option would be potentially to really butcher it and go for Der Richard Henry. Der Rich Henry? Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah, so I think we'll go with him on the grounds Pretty. that it might mean that we win the bet rather than get nowhere near it. I'm pretty sure that. Der Richard is the name on his birth certificate, yeah. as it is on yours. On um, on the little, short, the little apostrophe thing. Yeah. yeah, sure. Um, okay. Right, Derek Henry, Lamar Jackson, Adam Thielen, Russell Wilson, Chase Edmonds, Marquise Brown, and a <laughs> dodgy defensive special team score uh, for LA against San Francisco, or both teams, whatever, whatever works. Um, we're not going to win any money, um, but hopefully... I'll be so happy if we get to that and we actually win the bet because it's a San Francisco defensive uh, pick six. I might Fuck feel you, bit... Dave. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then Derek Henry uh, get fumbles at the one yard line. Just, uh, <laughs> That's yeah. the reason we lose. He's, and he's Richie James scores a touchdown. Yeah. You can't, can't rely on anything. All right. Um, high time. We, we got out of here or nearly got out of here. Any other business? Um, if, if you're not familiar with this feature, um, just talk about whatever you like. Not Nothing to do with the NFL. Um, Dave, I imagine however many years you've been on this planet, something amusing or irritating must have cropped up that you'd like to get off your chest. 
Oh, wow. That, well, that's something. Um, uh, well, maybe something since looking at Tom Brady, he looks so ill. Uh, I, 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 you know, there's, there's always been, obviously been, especially with the NFL, a few players uh, have had kind of um, mental health struggles. Now that's something that's they, they haven't picked up on. I think the league are really failing in that, you know, directly to the NFL. Um, you know, they've, they've got their priorities wrong. Um, obviously, you know, things that have happened recently to Sean Watson, whereas you've got Calvin Ridley, who's just been thrown into the abyss. But you've got players that are kind of just getting forgotten about with their illness, with any illnesses or mental health struggles. So in general, in societies, but in the league as well, because, you know, obviously this is an NFL podcast. I think the NFL really needs to prioritize better and they're not doing that. And I think they really need to. And they're risking a kind of, well, a pandemic of health issues within the league. So that's why I would like to see highlighted and ultimately changed for the better. Yeah, very, like very. Both because I agree with it and because it'll annoy Russ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weirdly, it absolutely will. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say for the right reasons, but probably. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, Rich. Any other business? Well, um, I've got I've got another one that will annoy Russ because uh, it's the he doesn't like us being nice to each other, which is fair because most of the time we shouldn't be. Um, but it's the nicest man in British NFL podcasting's birthday tomorrow. So happy birthday for tomorrow, Pat. Thank you. <laughs> um, and other than that. Uh, Cardboard boxes. It's my OB today. I put some card because this, this, this I've is... unpacked. Yeah, I know. I know, Adam. This is one of yours, and you're angry at me because I've stolen something that <laughs> you are so pissed off that you haven't spotted this first. Um, I, rather than recycling the cardboard, I'm a big fan of like if I've got a load of cardboard boxes, which I have recently because I've just been moving back all my shit back into my renovated kitchen. I put them on Facebook and normally it takes like a day or two and you get a couple of people who are like, yeah, sure. I need some cardboard boxes for a move. I put them on Facebook. Eight people within an hour had jumped on trying to get my cardboard boxes. It turns out there's a massive nationwide shortage of packing boxes and people are now fucking charging other people to come and collect their Amazon boxes so that they can put stuff in them. What the fuck is going on? I don't know, but I've, I need to jump all over this. <laughs> um, right. They, yeah, I, I mean, they, they just, that, yes. Yeah, Appar- all over Apparently they're, they're like, yeah, I, I wanted yours because other people are charging for cardboard boxes. And given that I had a couple of slightly dodgy looking people pop up and be like, oh, how many have you got? And wanting loads of details. And I'm guessing they were going to try and take mine for free and then sell them on to someone else. So... So, so far in any other business, we've had uh, a serious, um, very valid thing, point that the NFL needs to take note of. We've had a life hack, a genuine tip. Um, What's going on? Um, Pat, I I don't know if you need to take this. Can you take this back where it needs to be of either absolute farce or um, something inappropriate? That's not really you, I know, but um, try anyway. Oh, see, I've got two shout-outs this week. I had a delicious meal at Gangnam Korean Restaurant in Stevenage earlier today. So if you're in the area and you fancy something tasty and reasonably priced, 
We're all, we're all thinking it at this point, aren't we? <laughs> and uh, the other thing, it kind of links into, I think... Russ would, I... have, Russ would have sung it by now, wouldn't he? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to move on. Um... <laughs> he is singing it right now. <laughs> we all are in our heads. The other thing to shout out is um, the guy who writes for That's Good Sports, uh, Will Keys, has set up his own YouTube channel doing um, sports games mostly. So like a bit of Madden, a bit of uh, NCAA football, but he's mostly doing it as a mechanism for cramming as many retro NFL related jokes into a 10 minute video as he can. So that's something I'd highly recommend checking out if you like sports related humor based on <laughs> sport of the last 15 20 years it's been entertaining there's, greatly there's a part of me that's surprised that adam hasn't already just left the call <laughs> <laughs> well it's a part of me that's hoping that based on what happened two weeks ago that he's going to be on here in two weeks doing the same thing um you know that maybe that's how we roll from now on <laughs> <laughs> make it happen pat um yeah, uh, sorry, it was there. Uh, you were shaping up for more, but maybe not. I was not. That was it. That was my two okay. shout outs. Okay. This, is, this, yours, has been a, this has been a positive sort of enlightening any other business. And yet you've I, saved yourself for yeah, last. Saved... Uh, do, you know, do you know what? I am. Um, weird thing, I've got nothing to moan about. Um, I had to be an emergency referee at the weekend. Um, as as some of you may know from <laughs> WhatsApp chats, uh, my son plays under 12s football and I quite often run the line as they get a parent from each team to do that. Um, but they didn't, I mean, this is a proper league fixture. Uh, they didn't have a referee and the, <laughs> one of the, or our coach sheepishly asked me when I, I turned up, um, oh, um, rather than, running the line do you mind um refereeing this game and i sort of well it's that or it doesn't go ahead i guess um and i spent half an hour crapping myself and then the next hour and a quarter or the uh, the length of the game crapping myself while running around concentrating like i've never concentrated before on what was going on in front of me just hoping that nothing contentious was going to happen didn't care what the result was. Didn't care how anybody played or what what their performances were like. Didn't care if anybody enjoyed themselves. Didn't care if it was a spectacle. Just cared that nothing would happen that was in any way down to interpretation or in any way possible that I might make a mistake and make an enemy. And obviously that doesn't happen in more than two minutes of football at a time. Um, so undoubtedly there were probably... Um, decisions that I've made that people didn't agree with, but I, I got through it intact. And the both teams, well, no, my own team, but the team we were playing were a nice bunch of kids and a decent coach, and it was all all in good humour, and everyone appreciated. I think I got away with it. Not sure I want to do it again, uh, but it just as if I didn't know already the amount of respect I have for anybody who officiates at any sort of top level sport with the pressures that must be involved. I can't begin to imagine what it must be like to, to referee in, I mean, the fo football this side of the pond. Um, so, you know, taking 
taking away the top tiers where they kind of got VAR to fall back on, uh, but where you're at a level where you do something that 60,000 angry people don't agree with um, and they're threatening your life. I can't begin to imagine what that was like, given how nervous I was doing it in front of 30 people at an under 12s football match. Like it just, it's, it must be unbelievable. I can't believe they find enough people to do it. Um, so for all the gripes that we have with officials in all the sports that we follow, and some of them are valid, of course they are. Um, it's not forgivable when you've got um, video replays and you still make the wrong decision. That's another, that's another debate, but <laughs> you, I came out, come out of this feeling more empathy. And I've, I've always been someone that would respect officials in general. I never played anything, but it, it was, so, it was incredibly eye-opening. just, I didn't have a bad experience doing it per se, but it, just the thinking about what, <laughs> what could happen. See, I was going to, I meant to ask you at the time and forgot. And now that you brought it up as your AB, I genuinely thought you'd get the bug, but it sounds like you really haven't. I, I, there's a, there's an, a touch of that, maybe. But I think the, the fear outweighs it. Because <laughs> I think refereeing is an easier job than running the line and you already run the line. Uh, no, I don't. It's not. There's so much going on. Um, you know, I don't don't think. I mean, uh, yeah, you you probably there are nuances that you'd get used to, like where to stand, which direction to look. One problem I had that I never even considered was that it's it's actually a bit disorientating to remember which team is kicking which way for free, <laughs> like the odd free kick and stuff or a throw in. Um, it sounds silly, but. <laughs> half time the first five minutes the second half threw me completely and because you're constantly turning around <laughs> to where watching where the play's going and like that that's confusing i suppose this stuff you get used to but like, these things you wouldn't think about crazy so, it sounds like you're sort of leading up for a career in the, as an nfl official official because of the simple reason that none of them have a clue what they're doing so you would be an improvement <laughs> on, 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 on the officials in the nfl it just uh, yeah yeah that it's it sounds like you had a blast but at the same time if you're going to re receive any hate whatsoever just watch the NFL closely and you'll see that it's not worth it. Yeah, well, they're, they're, yeah, this is it. This this is it. Which is why it staggers me that people do it. Um, and yeah, there are some. <laughs> I mean, I, and, I've, and I've certainly right. brought like, Jerome Boger up, not, but there's not enough gratitude to the people that are willing to step up and take that abuse week in, week out. Because, yeah, 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 we all 100%. have officials in any sport that we dislike and think are pricks and make terrible decisions, but at least they're willing to get out there and do it. And they're probably not, like, in, for the most part, I'm sure, they're not biased. They're trying to give decisions as they see fit, and they're trying well, to they do know their they best. Get, they know they're going to get... Um, absolutely roasted if there's any hint of a bias it's like some of the referees that grew up sort of near manchester and anytime they referee a liverpool game there's always this small chunk of liverpool fans who are like oh fucking bias bastard blah 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 this stuff it's like yeah but you know that any bad decision they may will get amplified so much more this is this is they don't put it on the screen anymore it used to have like in the 90s at the start of a match it'd be a uh... George Courtney from Spennymore. Is that why yeah. they've stopped doing that? Probably. So if, you don't, if you don't know where they're from. Uh, well, the thing is, them. modern fans know everything immediately because yeah, Wikipedia. 
Uh, Liverpool fans are the type to uh, get on Wikipedia to look at where a referee's from. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there are only fans that do that kind of shit either. No, no, not at all. Um, Right, that's more than enough. This is... I don't know how our longest ever podcast is, but this is going to get close. Um, Dave, really nice to to speak to you. Thanks, thanks for Thank coming you. on. Um, yeah. It's been it's been good fun. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, tell tell our listeners where they can find your show, and um, because I've not done that at all, and Pat, uh, Pat's probably done a half a job at doing that. But you tell us exactly where to go. Well, Pat is pretty much our super fan of the WinFL show. So, um, yeah, I mean, we we can we can be found on wherever you can listen to your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, our main two ones. Um, so we're on Twitter as well at the WinFL show. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, we we talk even more rubbish than you guys. So uh, don't worry about it. you. You guys are being professional <laughs> compared to us. Um, I, I love, but like That's I said, the so first time we've ever bar. been called professional. I've been called many things, so uh, don't worry. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I honestly, we have so much fun doing it. Looks like you guys have an amazing time doing it. We're only in this for the love of the game. But uh, yeah, find us at the WinFL. We're on Twitter. Spotify is our main one with Apple Apple Podcasts as well. So yeah, be thankful to get a listen from anyone. And Dave. Win NFL is it's W-I-N-F-L, isn't yeah, it? That's the one, yeah. So the Win NFL show. Western Isles NFL. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Right, um, yeah. Until next time. Absolute garbage for two hours once a week.